Welcome back to the Outside Scoop podcast. Number 21 of the Outside Scoop podcast, Dustin Stortzum, joined alongside the 2019 Expedition uh, League GM of the Year in future Expedition League Hall of Famer, Jackson Bruce. We're finally back after a layoff. It actually, it feels like forever since we've been back on the podcast grind together because we only had one last week. But uh, how are you feeling, man? Uh, you know, it's rainy outside, but I can't complain. Uh, it's Monday, so it is Monday. Monday, Monday stink, but you know, can't, I can't complain too much. How are you doing? You know, not too bad. I'm a babysitter now. I've added a job title to my resume, uh, to kids take it out of you. I don't know if I, I don't know if I want kids after the, these last couple of days. Like I've just been babysitting and I love, I love the two kids I babysit, man, but Oh, they just take it out of you, especially when they're like at that four and six range. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, they've got personalities of their own and they're just wild. They're wild kids, man. What do you do? What do you do with them? I I don't know. And I'm in a tornado warning as we speak. So, you know, I could just abruptly leave this meets call and we're screwed. But who knows? We'll find out. Well, we'll take that risk. We'll take that (laughs) risk. You ready to get into buzzwords? Dude, let's do it. All right. So we're going to start it out with a little WWE action today. So last night was the uh, the Hell in the Cell event, and Cody Rhodes, who wrestled Seth Rollins last night, wrestled with a torn pec. Uh, it was said, WWE said he partially tore his pec during his brawl with Seth Rollins on Raw on Monday Night Raw last week. And then it ripped completely off the bone working out in preparation for the match at Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. So he was he was lifting, and it just tore off. But he still wrestled. He ends up beating Seth Rollins. I want to hear your buzzword for Cody Rhodes wrestling with a torn pectoral muscle. Savage, dude. Savage. This guy's a savage. I mean... You, I, I saw the picture. We should actually post it on our Twitter. Go follow us at Outside Scoop Pod. A great plug right there for me, by the way. Um, the the whole, I want to say right side. Was it? A, I think it was yeah, it would have right been his right side. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was completely purple. Um, it was it disgusting. Looked, looked, yeah, yeah. It was it was disgusting. And to be able to still wrestle and do that and come out with a win, um. That's savage, man. That is, that's taking it to the extreme. That's a guy who loves putting on a show no matter what. And for him to go out there and still be able to wrestle and come out on top with a victory, I think that's savage. I think that's awesome. And, uh, you know, as disgusting as it looked, you know, I thought it was pretty BA, as some are saying. Yeah, I'd have to agree. I'd have to agree. I'd say it was a, uh, I would say it's gutsy. Godsy. Uh you know, you see guys wrestle through injuries quite a bit, but man, a torn pectoral muscle. It just completely ripped from the bone. You can tell cuz there's people saying it's makeup and everything like that, but you, you can kind of look and see and there's places on the right part of the pec where you can tell that it definitely is torn off. And uh it's I I'm just kind of lost for words. It's such a determined uh he he was so determined to get out there and and it was like the main event of Hell in the Cell. So, he had to go and he had to 
he had to make sure that he put on the show for the fans. And that's one thing about wrestlers is they make sure that they put on the show for the fans. The fans are their reason for being there. And they, and the things they do in the ring, they put their bodies through a lot and they do it for the entertainment. So, uh, you know, it was a gutsy performance. It was, I I'm sure now his name and he's dusty Rose's son and dusty is obviously a WWE and just wrestling in general legend. So now people know Cody Rhodes now, and I know WWE's trying to been trying to plug him for a while, but people know who he is. This is this is quite the uh, this was quite the performance. And uh, I don't know if we've even announced our little partnership with the WWE coming up. We're going to be interviewing a WWE wrestler. Yeah, actually, Raquel Rodriguez is coming on. I actually watched that match on my lunch break today. Did you? I did on SmackDown. I wanted to watch it and check it out. So if anyone has any questions for us, hit us up on Twitter um, and let us know. We'll, we'll we'll ask her as many as we can. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're excited. And, um, you know, I think this is actually probably – I think this is going to get me back in the WWE. I mean, I'm going to be that, a big fan of hers. See, that's the thing. Like, I met Dolph Ziggler and The Miz at an at a Indians game a few years back, and uh, I hadn't watched WWE in, like – probably 10 years before that. And so I met those guys and it made me kind of get back into it. So I, I've been loosely watching Raw and SmackDown and I, I've kept tabs on things. So it's it's really entertaining. The athleticism is great. Some of the storylines are fun and it's, it's a good way to spend a Monday or Friday night. Absolutely. I'm with you. You ready, ready for the next buzzword topic? I, I'm, I've never been more ready. All right. Next one coming out of Detroit. Detroit. I don't know if you've seen this video on Twitter, but this lady took shots with Drake at a bar in Detroit. Um, in case you missed it, Drake went viral after he was hanging out with a couple of ladies in the Motor City. Uh, the lady who filmed it, her name is Brittany Kira, said that uh, Drake was courteous as ever. In it, you can see that he's kind of. She asked if he wants a shot. Um, they were just enjoying happy hour. She was enjoying with a friend at a local seafood restaurant when Drake strolled in and with a couple of his dudes. Uh, they got the video interaction, which she said he had initially turned down Brittany's offer to buy him a drink, saying he was heading to the airport for a flight. But she says he ended up coming back to the bar and taking up on the offer. Brittany in the video, because Drake, you know, he's rich. He He's a top shelf kind of guy, so he orders his top shelf liquor and Brittany ordered a shot of Jack Daniels. But she said after the camera was off that Drake made sure to upgrade her to a shot of Johnny Walker. Oh, what a guy. What's your buzzword for these ladies just casually having a shot with Drake in Detroit? You know what? My, my buzzword, and this is more so just for Drake is down to earth. Yeah. I, like there's videos of him that pop up every now and then where he's just randomly out and about and he's just being kind to people. And I feel like that's who Drake is, but it scares me on the other, on the other side of things, because, you know, you always see like rappers, you know, going home or, you know, when they're out and about and a hater pulls up and then a shooting happens and now we're out another rapper. Um, so it kind of is like concerning for me because Drake's always out and about and he's always being kind to people. But, uh, you know, if you get caught lacking in the rap game, it, it doesn't end well for you. And so, uh, to me, Drake's just this down-to-earth guy, always nice to people. Every time the camera's on him, it seems like he's doing something good for the community or he's providing us some, like, 
NBA sideline content with the Raptors or whatever team he decides to cheer for uh, in the playoffs. Uh, but I think that's awesome, man. That's awesome to just go up to fans, go up to people who admire you and, uh, you know, take a shot, upgrade their shot after the camera shuts off. That's just the type of guy Drake is. Hats off. By the way, Drake has been shot before. Has he? Yeah. Is that, a, is that a, really? Yeah. Have you not seen Degrassi? <laughs> oh, my you know, do you even know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. All right, about. all right. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> when he was Jimmy Brooks, dude. <laughs> yeah. Spinner totally threw him under the bus, and the dude just straight shot him, paralyzed him. But now he's back. No, I, I for me, I just, I think, it, I just got a really simple word. It's cool. It's cool what he's doing. You know, not too many rappers, like, of Drake's status. You know, he's... A lot of people think he's the number one rapper in the game. He's one of the most commercially uh, successful rappers right now. Oh, yeah. uh, I just thought it was, I think it's cool. And these ladies, you know, they, they weren't bothering him. And I think that kind of helps the situation. If you're not like all up in his business, he just kind of strolled up to the bar and she asked if he wanted a shot. He said, yeah. And then off camera, he, he upgrades the shot to Johnny Walker. I think it's cool. I think I love seeing stuff like that. I love seeing when uh, people of that status when it comes to their fame, they interact with the people that they, we call us normal people. So it's, it's pretty cool. I, I, I admire Drake for it. And Drake seems like a down to earth guy. Uh, he is, he's a very successful individual, but he's, he's a fun person. If you've ever watched him on Saturday night live, when he's done his appearances, he is, he's a funny individual and he's a, seems like he's a good hearted individual when it comes to people and his fans and things like that. So, when you're comparing, so are you saying that we're normal people now? Jackson? We, uh, we are, are normal people. Normal? I feel like, I feel like we're like grade C celebrities in pure South Dakota now. I, I used podcast. to be, so that was used like, to be like high B. I was a, um, I was a B list celebrity at one point in time. I'm pretty sure when I was the trapper GM, I always joked that I was a B list celebrity in pure South Dakota. But well, what if people start, you know, filming you? going up to the bar you're gonna have to buy him shots now oh man you you no one's gonna film me doing anything <laughs> no one's filming maybe, me doing maybe getting anything. on the bar top and dancing i don't know uh, I might it, if i do something wild like that but nobody's gonna film me in my everyday life people are just Fair. people just see me and like, oh there's jackson he works yeah, at the yeah. crossing sometimes he, <laughs> we see him there and he's tried to sell me advertising before they don't get all that excited about me now that I don't talk baseball with them all the time. Yeah, that's fair. All right, our next buzzword topic. I don't know what it is, but uh, fast food restaurants are wild. And we've been hey, talking about the Arby's manager smacking the crap out of that guy, another Arby's man, uh, another Arby's employee peeing in some uh, shake mix. Well, we've got something else for you, Dustin. Is Sonic in Georgia fled the restaurants? These workers fled uh, the scene in Georgia. <coughs> oh, man. I have something in my throat, but we're good. Um, fled the restaurant in Georgia earlier this month when they found something unexpected behind the deep fryer, and it wasn't the remains of some old tater tots. Huffington Post, man. I don't write this stuff. Uh, anyway, the entire staff was spooked by a snake, and they abandoned the shop and called the police, and they described what they thought was a rattlesnake which is one of the most venomous snakes in, out there. And we have plenty of them in South Dakota. I've seen a rattlesnake, killed a rattlesnake. 
But these people didn't know that it was not a rattlesnake. It was actually a three, three and a half foot long ball python. It's a non-venomous constrictor snake. Oh, how big? Three and a half feet long. Three and a half feet long. It's a big boy. Oh, it's not a little boy. No, and he's just hanging out behind the fryers at Sonic. A lot of people are saying three and a half is enough. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> enough to scare somebody. It is. <laughs> it is enough to scare someone. Um. So the Lieutenant Matthew Wilson of the Brunswick Police Department said it, um, he ended up catching it with a broom handle. Okay. And he got it where he could secure its head, and then he put it in a paper bag and carried it out. Wilson then said he suspects the restaurant left its back door open and the snake slithered in for the same reason as the customers. It was hungry and thirsty. Oh. Give me your buzzword if you, um, for finding a snake behind the fryers at Sonic. <laughs> Horrifying, dude. Horrifying. Okay, so the one thing in life that I am scared of. Snakes? And that's it. Snakes. Snakes, snakes, and snakes. Um... I don't care if it's like a little baby gardener snake, dude. I'm running for my life. So we used to live in this house in town. And um, when it would rain a lot, we'd get like snakes in our basement. And one time, like we had like this down, like we had like a finished basement downstairs. I went downstairs to go to the bathroom, dude. I swear, I look down, you know, I'm going number one. I'm doing my thing. I look down, there's a snake. Like in the slithering toilet? Across, no, slithering across a bathroom floor. Oh, man. Have you seen those videos of like when people see snakes like come up through their drain? Yes. That scares me too. That's like my biggest fear is I'm <laughs> going number two and a snake comes up the toilet. Gives you a little kiss? Drain. Gives me a little kiss. <laughs> uh, no, dude, but I, you know, I'm going number one. I look over, I glance, and I see this snake. I didn't have enough time to pull my pants up. I don't know where the rest of my pee went to. <laughs> dude i took off running i was out of there that uh yeah i instead of spiders you got snakes in your house yeah well not anymore but yeah yeah like the old house we were living in sometimes we'd get snakes and Ooh. oh no. i don't like that i don't either i don't like that don't at all no what's, what's your buzzword my buzzword for this it's uh oh man this is this is tough because it's like i could give you a really Simple buzzword, like oh, that's scary. But I, I want, I it, it's it's just it's interesting. It's interesting. It's it's interesting because it's like I don't know. The snake could have just gone into anywhere else, but it just decided it wanted to go to Sonic. And so for me, it's interesting also because, like. I didn't know snakes went into houses because they're hungry and thirsty. They're just looking to cool off, man. They just need to cool off. That, that Georgia heat, ooh, it's brutal down there. Yeah, and they got cold blood, man. They can't be yeah. getting boiled up. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I thought it was, a, it was an interesting story. It's also pretty wacky. I mean, I don't know how many, uh, how many weird things happen at fast food restaurants. I don't hear of this happening at like a Perkins or a Denny's. This is happening at like Sonic and Arby's and Burger King. Right. People coming in and out constantly. You know, some Sonics, people are, you know, in roller skates and stuff. Yeah. So and you eat in your car. You know, they might, they might not have time to always shut the door, which gives the snake an opportunity to come on in and cool off. Slither on in and get himself a shake. All right. Get yourself a Route 44 at Sonic today. 
Yeah. See, I'm, I'm so for me, Sonic kind of overrated, but that mm. snake didn't have think you so. Ever had their, have you ever had their like Route 44 drinks, especially the slushy kind? No. Oh, they're so good. Go try it sometime. It's I, great. I bet that's the snake is what was that's what he's looking for, probably. Yeah. Nice burger and a Route 44 shake. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, also, uh, it turns out that they they didn't just let this snake out into the wild, though. Okay. They uh, they found somebody who wanted it. And they oh, wait, what? This this a person actually now is uh, is the snake is now a pet. No. Yeah. No. Listen. Uh, I'm not for animal or animal cruelty, but uh, that snake is not leaving that place alive if I'm in there. Yeah, so this snake is now a pet. It's got a nice little house to live in, and uh, maybe he, maybe the owner will get him some Sonic. Maybe, who knows? So everything ends up happy ending. Happy ending story for everyone, even the snake. Maybe he got maybe he got his food too. I hope so. All right, last buzzword topic of the day. Do you like scary movies, Dustin? No. Well, okay, so, you know, I'm not a big scary movie guy, but if I have, you know, someone over, I love me some scary movies. Okay, all right. You know, they, they, need, a little, they need a little cuddling action, I'm there. Dude, you're the one who needs the cuddling action. She's. I am the one who needs the cuddling she's, action. She's protecting I, you. I need a little spoon during a, during a scary movie. She... <laughs> She is she is your protector. She is my protector. So anyway, my question, the the reason for my question is this Rhode Island farmhouse where okay. paranormal activities were happening just paranormal sold. Activities. What? Uh, I was just paranormal activities, like yeah, like right. ghosts, yeah. Yep. spirits. Yep. yep. Uh, the this Rhode Island farmhouse that had all the paranormal happenings has just been sold to a Boston developer who plans to keep it open to the public. This 18th century home sold for $1.5 million on Thursday, far higher than the $1.2 million asking price. The thing is, this movie, this uh, house inspired the movie The Conjuring. So... the paranormal happenings that have been documented in this house inspired the movie The Conjuring, which is, I've never seen it, but I've heard it's very scary. Uh, so The Conjuring was actually the first scary movie I ever watched. Okay, is it scary? Yeah, uh, yes, it is scary. So you wouldn't want to like take a night in this house? Um, no, never. I, I can't. So my mom definitely would. Shout out Susan because she's always listening to the pod. She loves the pod, but um. She's like one of those that would go out to the cemetery at nighttime, like on a uh-huh. full moon type of deal. So she would definitely do it. But she's wild and yeah, she's wild and Susan's wild and uh, I you could I wouldn't step foot in that house. I don't care if it's during the day or night. I'm not stepping foot in that in that house. It's not happening. So it's spine chilling. It's spine chilling. Okay, spine chilling. Like I'm shaking right now thinking about it. I got goosebumps. I got goosebumps sitting here thinking about it. R.L. Stein. Yeah, but uh, well, I was gonna say something. It sounds like this guy's like a like a paranormal freak who's just got too much money. It's a lady. Her name is Jacqueline. Oh, it's a lady. It's a lady. Okay, yeah, that that, that makes it even worse. She said it's not a real estate development. It's around her own beliefs. She 
she believes in this stuff and she wants to check it out. And so she's going to keep it in the out. She's going to keep the business going because it already is a, uh, it's already used as a paranormal business from the previous owners. And she'll continue to do the nightly paranormal investigations. Day tours will resume and there will be a live stream events. We should do the pod from there. We should. I'm, you know what? Actually, I'm down. Let's do it. Give I, me a couple Bud Lights. Give me a couple Bud Lights deep. I'll go in there. So actually, the movie wasn't filmed at the house, but was based on the experience of a family that lived in the house in the 1970s. I don't know, man. I don't know if we... I, I'm going to have to think about this. My my buzzword would be eerie. Eerie? Okay. Yeah, okay. If, I, if I own this house, I mean... I don't know. It it would just be eerie for me because knowing what could possibly be in there, and I, you know, for me also, I I wonder how these uh, these events and these tours disrupt these spirits that are in uh, these places. Because I know that people who believe in the paranormal stuff, they it, it's like a sensitive thing. Like there's energies and all that. I wonder how it messes with the energy of a house or the spirits in the house. And do you get connected to the spirits? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, are the spirits stuck with you? Do you get possessed? Yeah. Do you, are you now one of the spirits? I don't know. I have two rules when it comes to ghosts. If I ever, like, if I ever see a ghost in the daylight or outside of a house, I'm, I'm done. I always, I always, I'm always, I always envision ghosts just being in a house in the nighttime. Aren't they called like skinwalkers? Ghosts? Isn't that yeah? I don't Aren't know. They called skinwalkers. Sure. Like there's like I, I don't know the exact term behind skinwalker. Like I'd have to look it up. I don't know. All but, I know is like I have. Jess has claimed to seen a ghost. One time. I have to no. I I hundred percent can say I have like I haven't. I, I actually I have seen a ghost. Um. It's a, it's a crazy story. I was downstairs in our old house and like, we had this one room and it was just like this huge, this like long room. And, um, I had, I had a couple buddies over, we were playing on the PlayStation three and I swear I seen someone walk in to the room, uh, like all the way across. And, um, like we all like yelled like my mom and dad's name, no answer. We yelled like my grandpa's name, no answer. And then so we walked upstairs and everyone was sleeping. Like there's nobody else awake in the house. And to this day, I still think that there was a ghost in that place. And there would be like some creepy things that would happen. Um, we had like pictures like randomly fall off the wall. Doors would like randomly close. It was scary. Yeah. I uh, Jess claims to have seen a ghost in my college apartment. Um, she woke up in the middle of the night uh, and saw a ghost in my apartment said she saw a ghost of an old lady in my closet oh no way yeah Have she, you ever... she said she saw it and then what was weird was i talked to somebody about it and they said that my house well the apartments i lived in were actually uh veterans and a lot of veteran widows lived there before uh, they became the apartments that they became when really? i lived there um so that's very weird because now i believe it have you ever um, had sleep paralysis? No, I have not, but I've heard that's scary. I have had sleep paralysis one time. And I, I remember like opening up my eyes. I could not move the rest of my body. 
and I could see a figure in the corner of my room. Oh, I no. don't know. I don't know if it was like a human or what. It had like the outline of a human, but like it was dark. It was almost more dark than the rest of my room, which was scary. Yeah. And I remember trying to open up my mouth to like scream for help and I couldn't do it. Like I could not open up my mouth. And then all of a sudden, like I shut my eyes and my whole body just twitched and I came out of it. And oh, then man. like the figure in the corner of the room was gone. But yeah, that's that's like sleep paralysis is a, is a super scary thing to experience. Um, oh. But I was talking about skinwalker a little bit ago, like skinwalkers. Yep. So in Navajo culture, a skinwalker is a type of harmful witch who has the ability to turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal. Interesting. So it's like spirits, yeah, like a spirit who, you know, takes control of an animal or something along a living being. Hmm. Yeah. That's why they call them skinwalkers. Yeah. It's a big TikTok thing. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Fun fact. The more you know. The more you know. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Should we dive into WWID? Yeah, let's get right into it. After WWID, we will um, have Short Stack on the line. He's going to talk to us from wherever he's at today. Uh, do you want to let people know how they can get involved with the podcast before we start WWID, though? Yeah, if you want to get involved with the podcast, give me a call, 605-224-8686, or shoot me an email, jacksonbruce at dakotaradiogroup.com. We can talk about certain plan. $175 a month, and we can get your brand integrated with us, get you some commercials during the podcast, get you some reads, get you on the radio stations with our personalities talking about you. We can talk about it. We can, If you want to even go to lunch with me, we can go to lunch and talk about it. Jackson so, Bruce will go to lunch with you. Yes, so hit me up. All right, let's get into WWYD. There have, uh, I, the animals are starting to turn on humans. We've got a couple stories about uh, some attacks. This first story is from down under in Australia. An Aussie man wrestles a kangaroo that tried to attack his dogs. Now, this happened last month. A man literally fought a kangaroo that tried to attack his dogs, and the battle lasted six and a half minutes, Jackson. I mean, it was a full-fledged boxing match. That's a, that's a match. Yeah. Um. Allegedly, the kangaroo bit his finger, gouged his head, and clawed his legs before finally taking off. Uh, this this guy ended up like going on an interview. He's got like scratch marks on his face. Um, it shows his finger like he had a bite mark on it, and his legs were like le- legitimately all all scraped up and everything. Um, I think the kangaroo might have won its first professional boxing debut, but. Uh, my question for you, Jackson, is what animal are you fighting? Given the opportunity to fight any animal for your professional boxing debut, who do you want stepping in that ring with you? Oh, all right. So I can't, I can't do kangaroo's too big. I'm not going to box a kangaroo and I'm not going to go after like a gorilla or a lion or a tiger. I'm not going off something big, I'm trying to live. If I had to pick, I'm not going to pick something small like an, a rodent or an insect, though. Yeah, it's got to be kind of a fair fight. Yeah, uh, let's go with uh, let's go with a bobcat. Oh, a bobcat. Yeah, I'd roll with a bobcat because bobcats, like a lot of people, don't know how big bobcats are. So if I said I fought one, they'd probably think I was pretty tough, kind of like how people think coyotes, which is another one that would be a good one to fight. 
uh, they're not as big as people think they are. So when you say the story, if you get the unsuspecting person, they're going to be like, dang, you're, you're wild. But like a bobcat's not very big. Coyotes aren't very big. And also coyotes are like scared of humans. Uh, they're, they, they're cowards. So they, they attack in the night for a reason. Uh, they won't attack a human. So for the most part, as far as I know, they'll attack cows and cattle and stuff, but they won't, they won't mess with you if you are alert to them. So yeah, I'd go with a bobcat or a coyote. What are you fighting? You know, a bobcat's a really good choice. Uh, Cause I think a lot of people would think, you know, some people compare bobcats to mountain lions, which are like two completely different. Yeah. Things. They're not even close. But bobcats like people, are closer to a house cat. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they can be vicious. Oh yeah. Um, I'm going to fight like a rooster. I'm going to get a rooster. I'm going to get a rooster. Cause they are going to fight you. Like they're going to fight back. Um, but I think I'd be able to take one. Like it, it, it might be like one of those hypothetical, like how many roosters could you take if they were all attacking you at once? You're going to be like Peter Griffin. Yeah. On family guy. You're going to just fight that rooster. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to fight a rooster. And I think it'd be a good fight too. I'd win. Um, but I think I'd have to start fighting dirty in order to win. You know, I'm going to have to use like a couple kicks and, and stuff like that. I don't know if I could, I could take one with my bare fists. I'm going to have to use some leg kicks. You know, I'm going to have to choke it out. Um, you're going to choke your chicken. I'm going to choke my chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's get into our uh, our next story. Another um, animal attack. This guy in Canada was filmed. Actually, he filmed himself being followed by a black bear. He's walking along this path. This black bear's following him. All of a sudden, he thinks he's free when this black bear goes up a tree. But just like Randy Orton in the WWE ring. Out of nowhere comes the black bear down the tree. And as the black bear approaches this man, Jackson, he pulls out of his bag bear spray. Ooh, secret weapon. Secret weapon, bear spray. He pulls it out. He said, take this sucker and turns the can sideways because it's not a kill shot unless you turn it sideways. Mm -hmm. And he sprays the bear in the face. He gave it to him. He gave it to him. So my question is, Jackson, you're out on a trail. You know, you're you're having a nice walk with Jess up in the mountains in Colorado. You're on vacation. What are you grabbing out of your bag to save yourself from a bear attack? I'm going to grab a nice peanut butter and honey sandwich. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. I've watched enough Winnie the Pooh. I know he likes honey. Little peanut butter action. I've seen I've seen those videos of those bears who like eat eat at picnic tables and stuff. They're eating peanut butter. You give them some food, you show them what's up. They'll eat that first, hopefully. I mean, bear spray is the obvious choice. Good thing that guy was because that's something that people don't always have when they're hiking is bear spray. That's like an essential yeah. thing. So good for him. But I've got the peanut butter and honey sandwiches, baby. I've got multiple. You want some more? I'll I'll feed him all the way to town, and then we'll then he can go hang out in the crosswalk like that bear in North Carolina. Hey, there you go. Maybe we can come have some beers at the crossing with the deer. Remember the deer from yeah the deer. We could have a whole. We could have Noah's Ark up in the crossing. Noah's Ark up in the crossing. (laughs) (laughs) 
see this is the thing like if you're new to the podcast you're not going to understand what we're talking about right now which means that you should go back and listen to the older episodes so you can get caught up so right you can get the references exactly it's, it's it's like watching your favorite tv show like lost you know you gotta you gotta be you gotta be aware of what's going on we're gonna we're gonna pull stuff from back episodes so then you're gonna be like what what's so funny what's so good about that yeah and then they'll know if they if they heard from the earlier ones what do you what are you using to fight this bear off what am i using to fight the bear off um i'm gonna use my brazilian jiu-jitsu that i learned before i went on my trip and i'm gonna i'm gonna take this bear down i'm gonna get two points I'm going to choke this bear out with my with my bare hands. Dude, you can't go from fighting a rooster to fighting a black bear. You can't do that. No. <laughs> Why You're not, not? going to fight this well, no. bear. Listen, you don't think I could take a bear? No, I do not. You wait for the bear to make a move. You're going to you're going to be saying Spumoni but when he makes his first move. No. I I I'm going to give you a play-by-play about how I'm going to take this bear down. You're going to just say Spumoni. I'm going to wait for the bear to make a move. Okay. When it attacks, I'm going to duck and shoot in. I'm going to take its back. It won't be able to reach me with its short arms, right? Short arms? Dude, that, yeah. those claws are going to get you. No, because I I already I already got on its back. Now, what it, <laughs> now what's it going to do? Its short arms are not going to be able to to reach around and grab me, right? I'm going to go for a rear naked choke. And when the bear passes out, it will fall forward on its face. And after that, I'm going to snap out of my fantasy and realize I died somewhere around step two. Dude, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say, this is going to be like Jackie Moon. He's going to fight the bear and your safer will be Spumoni. And as soon as the bear comes in, he's like, nope, Spumoni. Spumoni, I'm out. Spumoni. <laughs> Oh man, that's good stuff. Get, so who? Okay, I actually there's there's this question that was going around on Twitter. It had something to do with a bear. Who would win in a fight, a silverback gorilla, or a grizzly bear? Ooh, that is actually a really good question. Um, hmm, I think I would take the silverback gorilla because it's got thumbs. But the thing is, bears can claw you up quick. Right. Ah, that is a good question. I would have to do more research before I truly answered it, though. So you know what? Let's 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 save that answer for the next pod. We're gonna open it with who would win in a fight. We have two days to think about it. Yep, two days to think about it. A silverback gorilla. Listen, maybe we'll make this a poll question on Spotify because we actually Ooh. had people respond to an older poll that we posted one time. Let's do that. Let's, let's see what they that. think, and then we'll share the results and we'll share our thoughts. Maybe we'll put a poll on Twitter too. Yeah, which means you should go follow us at Outside Scoop Pod on Twitter. Who would win in a fight, a silverback gorilla or a grizzly bear? All right, all yeah, right, I, I like, like that. that. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, we'll, let's do that. We'll be hitting that up. Our next story: a woman on Craigslist. She was looking for a new couch. Mister Bruce, looking for a new couch. She found a free one on Craigslist. Uh, she picked the couch up, brought it back to her place, was setting the couch up when all of a sudden she reached in between the couch cushions and found $36,000. You know what she did? What? She returned the $36,000 to the original owner, and the owner in return bought her a brand new fridge. 
Okay. <laughs> Brand new fridge, $2,200. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. It's like, thanks for the 36 k here's a $2,000 fridge. So my question for you um, <laughs> is, would you get, one, would you give the money back or not? And two, if you don't give the money back, what are you spending that $36,000 on? Yeah, I'm not giving that money back, but, it, <laughs> but you know, because I could use the money just like anyone else. But uh, just for the sake of this, yeah, I'm going to give the money back. I, yeah, yeah, I'll give it back. You give sure. it back. Okay, okay, now that, now that uh, you've given the money back, what if this guy goes, let me buy you something. Let me just buy you something nice, like a fridge or something. What would you want him to buy you? Oh, uh, hot, tub. hot tub, hot tub, hot tub. Cause, cause Sam, my friend, Sam won't let us buy a hot tub for their house. Alex, Alex, yeah. her boyfriend wants a hot tub so bad. And me and my friend Jared have said, we will wear speedos and we will clean the, clean the hot tub and she will not let us do it. Ugh. So that would, that would, I would be spreading the wealth. That would be an unselfish thing. That would be. So I'm I'm having them buy me a, buy my friends a hot tub so I can go hot tubbing at their house. So yeah, hot tub for my friend's house. I like that. So I'm the type of guy that I would find the money and I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna say that there was like five thousand. I found five thousand in the couch instead of thirty six thousand. Be like, hey, um. I just found 5,000. I just want to return it to you, you know, cause I, I just felt the need to return all this money I found to you. So here's your 5,000 quote unquote that you left in your couch. And then, then I'm keeping the 31,000. I'm going on a cruise. I've never been on a cruise before. It's not going to cost you $31,000. No, I know it's not. I know it's not, but that's like the first thing I want to do. And I'm going to go all out. I'm going to get the beach wear, you know, I'm going to do my thing. And, um, yeah, I don't know what I'd do with the rest of it. Maybe I'd buy my own hot tub. I've yeah. always wanted a hot tub. I've wanted a hot tub, and just for my friend's sake. So, yeah, I, I'm not even shouting out Sam. I'm calling her out. Buy oh, a hot right. tub. Please. Hot tubs are lit. They are. Especially in the wintertime. They are. That's the thing. The wintertime's the best time to use it. There's snow on the ground, and you just look out, and you're just nice and warm even though you're outside. I love it. Let's get into our last WWYD before we get on the phone with Short Stack. This inmate, Jackson, he, he escaped from prison. As he was escaping, he had to look for that escape vehicle. You know, if, if you're going to get out, you got to make it right. You may as well just steal a car, do something like that. First thing this guy found, a little girl's bike. And he took off riding. He took off riding. Well, it just so happened as he was riding this little girl's bike, he rode it right in front of a deputy sheriff's house. The deputy sheriff stepped out of his house, noticed the escaped inmate who was still wearing his inmate clothes, and basically walked up to him and arrested him. My question for you, what is your escape vehicle? What are you taking to get away from that prison once you escape? Oh, the, my, my number one way of transportation before I got a car and before it was not cool anymore, 
because you know middle school you think the dumbest things aren't cool but man i'm i'm bringing it back i'm i'm picking up a razor scooter little razor scooter yeah i had a razor scooter from all through elementary school and i zoomed around on that thing i did my paper out on that thing uh you know it you can get zooming on one of them things and so i'm taking the razor scooter and then try he, he, cop tries to arrest me to the ankle baby that thing's going to the ankle. Say, dude, those things to the ankle hurt. Oh, I know. So nice try. Nice, good. You know, we'll be seeing you. Nice try. Tried to apprehend me. You ain't getting me. I've got my razor scooter. You come up close to me. I start whipping that thing around right to the ankle. You're done. I love it. I love it. I would. Uh, have you ever seen like a Japanese pickup? No. Call a Japanese pickup. Okay. <laughs> What's a Japanese pickup? Like, describe it. It's not very big. Like, I don't, it's a two-seater, right? Okay. It looks like a little, like, it almost looks like a little Arctic cat of some sort with an extended bed on it. All right. They don't go very fast. They go, like, maybe, I don't know, 50 miles an hour. I should look it up. I'm not sure exactly how fast they go. Maybe we'll post a picture of it on the Twitter account, too. Yeah, I've never seen one of these things. Uh, they're cool. They're cool looking. I wish I could share it with you. Hopefully, we can get on that one website. We start doing video podcasting and bring it up on the screen. Yeah, that'd, that'd be good. Be cool. That'd be good. Um, but yeah, they're called Japanese pickups. Take a look at them. I mean, they it would be an awesome getaway truck. Where are you finding one, though? My buddy had one when we were like 14 years old. His dad bought him one. I don't even know where he got it from. Because I, I know some kid... I know some kids got a razor scooter in his garage. Oh yeah. See, so, yeah, my mine is very accessible. Mine's just randomly gonna be there, like in Grand Theft Auto. Like just a random, it's just gonna be there. As soon as I escape the prison, that's gonna be the first vehicle parked outside as a Japanese pickup, and the steering wheel's on the right side, obviously. Of course. So, of course, because yeah. we're the only ones who drive vehicles normally. The United States just has to be different. Yeah, with the with our, uh, we don't we don't use the metric system. Why would we do that? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Everyone else does it. Yeah, well, we got to be different. Yeah. That's us. Should we get on the phone with Short Stack? We Hopefully should. he comes on the line today. I know we're recording a little later than usual, but we should be able to get Short Stack on the line. If not, I guess we'll just get into our coded topics. But we'll give Short Stack a jingle. We'll see if he if he picks up, and uh, we'll get into the where you at, what you're hauling. Coming up here on the Outside Scoop Podcast. Welcome back to the Outside Scoop podcast. Unfortunately, Shortstack not on the line today. We have some heartbreaking news for you folks. Um, Shortstack was wrestling Tony Fitness, and he tore his pec. And unfortunately, right now, Shortstack is at the hospital, and um, we wish him the best. The Outside Scoop's thoughts and condolences are with the Jarecki family and Shortstack at this time, but he is expected to make a full recovery, Jackson. Why do you think he could take on Tony Fitness? I don't know. I don't know. And Tony Fitness's 138,000 followers were, you know, there is ride or die. They were with him. They ganged up on short stack, and they're just, it's a sad story. It's a sad story. <laughs> the ad strength can only take you so far. Yeah. But on the but on the bright side, we're getting into goaded topics. We are getting into goaded topics. You ready for the first one? Let's do it. I picked this one specially for you because I know you're a video game guy. What is the GOAT gaming console? 
Ah, the GOAT gaming console. I mean, <laughs> the one the, the gaming console that I had the most fun on was the Wii, like Wii Sports. Mm-hmm. I knocked myself out in Wii Boxing one time. How? I punched myself in the face on accident. <laughs> like, like, I never had more fun than I did with the Wii. The Wii was, like, my favorite gaming console, like, in terms of having the most fun. Now, maybe it wasn't, like, the best-made console of all time, but in terms of, like, me just enjoying myself growing up having fun, the Wii was the best console. You had Mario Kart. You had, you know, all your other Mario games. You had Wii Sports, which is goaded. People still stream and play that to this day. And then you could play, like, Call of Duty on there, and there would be, like, certain missions where you got to shake the Wii remote and do different things. And you were always active on the Wii, too. I mean, you got to work out playing the Wii. So my goaded gaming console of all time is the Wii. All right. I I dig that. And I think a lot of people would say that because uh, a lot of people who aren't even gamers play the Wii. Yeah. For the exercise aspect of it. Mine, I'm going to go with the GameCube. The GameCube. Okay. Yeah. The predecessor to the Wii. Nintendo does a great job. I was a big fan of the GameCube. I played a lot of fun games on the GameCube. And you had the cute little disc. You did have the cute little disc. So I, I go with the GameCube. It's one. Of, it was like my first ever big purchase I ever made. I used my paper route money and bought a GameCube. Played the heck out of MVP Baseball 2005. I was hitting dingers all the time. Uh, play played some uh, Mario Party Seven on it. Just had a lot of fun. It's a it's a fun console, and it, and it was really it wasn't too much to lug around either. It was just a little thing. So I go with the GameCube. I also enjoyed the GameCube quite a bit. I, my grandparents randomly bought one. I don't even know if they like knew what they were doing, but we randomly had a GameCube at my grandparents' house. The game. I, See, I know a lot of people who randomly had GameCubes too. Like they're like, I don't know how the GameCube got here, but it is here. Yeah, big fan of the GameCube. I kind of really want one again because I would love to play MVP Baseball 2005 again. I, I had so much fun playing for hours, playing franchise mode, everything. I I love that game. It it is a fantastic. Uh, Fantastic console. That's right. for sure. You ready for the next one? Let's do it. Who is the GOAT baseball player of all time? Not in just my, like, the player I enjoyed the most. No, it is the all-time greatest baseball player. <sighs> of our generation. No, not of our generation. Of all time. I... But I can only tell you, like, I can only tell you my experience. You can look like, at stats. Well, I, I, don't, I didn't get to look at stats, dude. I was babysitting all day. Dude, you're a baseball fan. You should know who you think the greatest baseball player of all time is. Yes, but I also have to look you're at doing this. You're doing this as an excuse so you can say Albert Pujols. No, I'm not. Why would I ever do that? So who is it then? You think Albert's my guy? <laughs> yeah, I do, and I know he's recently divorced, so I know you're going after him. He's going through it right now. I know right. you're, you're shooting right, your right. shot. All right, my go is Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb, okay. All right, let's hear this. So, not only was Ty Cobb probably the greatest hitter of all time, um, but he had an interview when he was in like his late, like his seventies. And this is like my all-time favorite interview from, from Ty Cobb. They go, Ty Cobb, in today's baseball era, 
like how how well would you be able to hit and ty cobb's like oh probably like 270 280 and the guy who was interviewing him was like ty cobb you're one of the greatest hitters of all time and you're only going to be able to bat 270 and he goes i'm mother effing 70 some odd years old yes 270 is the best i would be able to hit in today's league which was just a fantastic answer like him saying that he would still be able to bat 270 at 70 some odd years old the goat right there he, he batted 360 he had a 366 433 512 slash line 117 home runs 1944 rbis 4189 hits and his uh b war was a 151.5 he won a record 12 batting titles hit 403 times and finished with the highest lifetime average in mlb history there's your goat you're wrong Ty Cobb is not my goat, at least. Who's your goat? Willie Mays. Okay, I mean, that's a... Willie Mays is a goat. Willie Mays, he... Power, speed, fielding, and he played in a more modern era than uh, Ty Cobb and Babe Ruth, which Babe Ruth, by the way, uh, people people on Twitter think they need to talk smack about Babe Ruth. Oh, he, he wasn't hitting anybody. Whatever. Look at him. Look at his physique. That man set the precedent for the modern-day professional athlete. He was the first. He was like the first guy in professional sports to have all the endorsement deals and be a worldwide celebrity. So Babe Ruth's up there. Uh, you give that guy the training you get today, he's probably hitting bombs. Uh, but I go Willie Mays. Willie Mays. Uh, he, quite frankly, his stats are incredible. But uh, just purely, he's in a ton of top three to top five lists. He uh, he played in the. 50s through the 70s and I mean and it got he was playing at a time where guys were actually truly being athletes career 301 hitter 660 career home runs 3200 hits almost 3300 hits uh, all-time war of 156.1 this guy played against some of the best he he hit against Sandy Koufax uh, he dominated the sport at a, at a lot of times, he was playing against guys like Mickey Mansell and Ted Williams. Ted Williams is another one that I think should be up there as well. But I'm giving it to Willie Mays. Uh, he, Willie Mays, by the way, his, his credentials are fantastic. Two-time MVP. He was the Rookie of the Year. 24-time All-Star. Uh, World Series champion. 12-time Gold Glover. He won a batting title. He was a two-time All-Star game MVP. I mean, give me Willie Mays every day of the week if I could pick one player. Um, along with, I would. There's a few players I'd pick to start a franchise all time. Willie Mays is one of them, along with Ricky Henderson. So my close second is Stan the Man Mutual. Stan's not even no. What? We're not going there. All right, whatever. Stan Musial. I'm. I, I might be a little biased. You're hugely biased. You're hugely biased. Seven batting titles, topped the mark in each of his first 17 seasons in the big leagues. You're going like, to tell me that Stan... me that he's not one of the best of all time? He, he is one of the best. He's, he's a, not in the GOAT combo? No, not even close. 475 home runs, almost 2,000 RBIs. Give me Ted Williams every day over Stan Musial. All right. Give me Ted Williams every day. A guy who... No, give me Ted Second Williams Second all-time in total bases, third in runs are created. Stan, Stan Musial lost one year to military service. Ted Williams lost four. 
and still ended up with more home runs than Stan Musial by like 60. Actually 50. By about 50 home runs. And he had, I th- I'm pretty sure he, he had like four or less years of his career. Give me Ted Williams over Stan Musial. Give me Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb. Uh, give me Willie Mays. Give me Hank Aaron, Barry Bonds, Ken Griffey Jr., uh, I'll keep naming them. An asterisk by Bonds. Barry Bonds was a better player than Stan Musial before he started taking steroids. Okay. You, yeah, all right. He, he was. Okay. Barry Bonds was That's a Hall of Famer say. before steroids. Okay. I was going to say okay. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> I knew I was going to get to roast you about a Cardinal. I knew I was. But Stan Musial, great player. Uh, would you put him as the best Cardinal of all time? Probably over over Albert. I, see, but the thing with Stan was he he's a he's a cardinal for life. Right. Albert left. So you would you would so probably say in in Cardinals like Hall of Fame. Yes. You, you would you would say Stan is the greatest cardinal of all time, but you'd say yeah, you'd probably say Albert Pools is the best player to put on a cardinal uniform. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get that. All right. Last topic. We're, we're, you know, our, our female audience has gone up quite a bit. By the way, they're only 2% behind the male audience now. We are evening things out, and I am so excited. I'm glad that we have the females listening. So here's a topic for, because we know just about every female I talk to in my lifetime loves Disney movies. What is your all time favorite? Oh, no, all time. All, what is the greatest of all time Disney movie? Don't give me this your favorite, give me the all time okay. greatest. All right, um, Toy Story. Oh yes, thank is you. My greatest of all time. Um, but two close ones for me: The Incredibles. The Incredibles, the good. Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Also, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty. Okay. Jess is a Those big like, Beauty and the Beast fan. I love Beauty and the Beast. I, I because you know what? I'm usually the beauty in my relationships, <laughs> and they're the beast. Oh, Not in a man. good way. I'm a beast. I'm a, I'm a beast. beast. I'm a beast. <laughs> no, I I agree with you on Toy Story. I think Toy Story is a fantastic movie, and it was groundbreaking. I believe it was the first uh, first computer animated movie to ever like full length movie. I'm pretty sure of it. And Disney did it, and then uh, DreamWorks did it with Ants. That was their first one. Ants. Yes, I don't know if you've ever seen Ants. I have. Okay, so I will go with Toy Story as well. But when it comes to uh, other great Disney movies, I got to go with Aladdin. Aladdin? Aladdin, yeah. Okay. Uh, Robin Williams is the genie. That's, that's an iconic and legendary performance. And uh, I, it's a great storyline. There's just, it's a good movie. And maybe I'm just a 90s guy. But I do, I think Beauty and the Beast was a great uh great one to go with as well so there's so many good disney movies when you get when you get into pixar frozen is another one that i think a lot of people would say that that one's a modern classic uh but disney really they step up the game every time well not every time there's some bad ones like cars 3 don't dog on cars dude cars 3 it might not have been a great film it it was brutal cars 3 stunk cars in general was great yeah Lightning McQueen, Mater, I'm all about it, but Cars 3 stunk. 
I mean, also, you know, like the Lion King, you never go wrong. Oh, that's another one. Lion King is an all-timer. Lion King is an all-timer, man. That is a good movie. Bambi. Come on. We could go on and on. We could. Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. I mean, uh, Bugs Life. Underrated. Up. Up. Oh, Up. I cried during Up. I cried at the beginning and I cried at the end. One of the few movies I ever cried to. Another one, Marley and Me, which is, you know, not a Disney film, but Marley and Me was so sad. I cried. But I'm a crier. I, so am I. 50-50, Bridge to Terabithia. Oh, Bridge to Terabithia is a Disney movie. Uh, li- but it's a live action Disney movie. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's all good. A lot, of, a lot of great Disney movies. Oh, yeah. We could go on and on, but we don't have the time. So we probably should. Nope. C- you got to get going. I got to get going. I got to go get rid of a futon. All right. Hey, enjoy that. We'll be back Wednesday. Another episode. Um, And also, you know, shout out to the people of Arizona, Tucson, Phoenix, hitting it up. Huge shout out to the people over there. I want to give a shout out. I actually have it pulled up right now. I was looking at where everyone was from. I want to give love to my people down in the great state of Texas. The great state of Texas. Yeehaw. My people in San Antonio, Lubbock. Uh, Odessa, Springtown, you name it. Shout out to all my people in Texas who are listening. If you're from Odessa, go Jackalopes. Yep. Always. That's my, that's my today's shout out was the people of Texas. All right. Well, I think we had a good one today, my man. I do too. Always enjoy it. Hopefully we can get the video popping soon. There's some, we're trying. Stick with us. Stick with us. We'll be rocking. We're going to be locking and popping. I like it. All right, right, man. It's going to wrap things up. We'll see you Wednesday.